Okay, so ready we are, family. I'm Hendrik here in Cape Town, and joining me today is Charlie Void, a young musician here from Cape Town. And welcome to Gay Essay Radio. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you very much for having me in this beautiful town. I recently moved down, and as you can see, the view is spectacular. I know. How can you not love this place so much? Eh? I, yeah, I saw an article yesterday about how Cape Townians are like the most stressed people in the world, and I don't get it. Like, this is the nicest well, city in the world. they did say because people are mostly underpaid. Mm, okay, that I understand. Yes, and it is an expensive town. A really expensive, like a drink in Cape Town costs like a hundred rand. Well, a glass of half gl- a third of a glass of wine costs fifty rand. Like a, 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 I know it's, you know, it's like it's insane. Yeah, you should sneak your own bottles and things into places. Um, I think people we, start doing that. We do. <laughs> Me and my friends, we do that. <laughs> so uh, you, you've you've grown up in Cape Town. You've lived here the whole. Yes, the I whole was life. born in Cape Town, and I've. The only place I've ever lived other than Cape Town was um, uh, just outside of Chicago in the okay. United States. Well, we're going to talk about your U.S. experience in just a moment. But <laughs> if you were to tell me the best thing about Cape the one best thing about Cape Town, what is that? The culture. Cape Town is a really, like, tolerant place and always seems to embrace new things. Cape Townians in general are always looking, like, to the future, I guess. No one really, like, clings to the past in Cape Town. Like... Everything's always been renovated and made new, and new experiences, new restaurants. So, a whole new development on the, yes. the um, harbour coming now as well. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you can even go to like one of these small little platalant dorpies and you'll find a vegan restaurant, you know. Whereas like in America, you wouldn't even find a vegan restaurant anywhere outside of New York or something. Is it true that Cape Town is also clicky? Oh, Yes. Because Very. it seems to me as an outsider that all the outsiders are friends and, you know, yes. you're not let in. I, I was recently working with a photographer, Kat Gradko, and she's from Joburg, and she said the same thing. She was like, you Cape Townians are so clicky. And I was like, we are? And then I started looking at it a bit more, you know, from an outsider's perspective. And we really are, especially but if we're a group. <laughs> it's also got to do with protecting because this is our space. And, you know, we, yeah. we're born and bred here. Cape Townians are very... For. Territorial, you know. Yes, yeah. very territorial. Because I think it's because Cape Town is actually like so small, like physically small, but there's millions of people here mm. that we feel like you're crowding our beaches, you're crowding our restaurants. Yes, go away, go away. Up peace and quiet on yes. the beautiful beaches. So, Charlie, we're going to chat a little bit uh, over the next uh, few minutes about uh, various aspects. Obviously, we'll start in the U.S. That was uh, uh, a trip you recently had, um, staying mm-hmm. outside of Chicago, you said? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Like, well, a few hours. A few hours. It's like in the middle of nowhere in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> Chicago is the closest landmark oh, location. Okay. <laughs> cool. We'll talk about your new song as well, uh, mm-hmm. a club song. I'll talk a bit about clubbing as well in the process. And um, yeah, so that's all coming up right here on Gay Essa Radio, where you are family. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. I know you will like Gay Essa Radio on Facebook. There's the main page, Gay Essa Radio, as well as all the show pages. Like us there. Gay Essa Radio, where you are family. I'm Hendrik. And uh, sitting here with me is Charlie Void. So, Charlie, you've just come back from the U.S. Tell yes. me about the U.S. Is it everything we imagine it to be, the land of Absolutely not. <laughs> I hate to, to dash anyone's dreams. I mean, I have a few friends recently who recently moved up. And when they were telling me that they're going, I was like, oh, enjoy it. <laughs> like, um, But no, uh, the reality is that there's a lot of hostility for most Americans if you're a foreigner. 
Um, you're luckier if you're very pale skinned, like I am. Um, but someone like my father, for instance, who's very tan, often gets mistreated and mistaken as like a Mexican or something. You know, so that is that sense of animosity towards foreigners, uh, people of color, uh, people of different sexual and gender orientations. Um, Especially in in rural areas like the more yes, like it, areas you were mm, not in yeah, Chicago pl- places <laughs> like Chicago, New York, Miami, and stuff. There are thriving you know gay scenes, mm. and it's much more tolerant. But literally a few kilometers outside of those urban cities, it's like completely the oh, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's this is the anniversary of, of Matthew Shepard's death the other day, no? and mm-hmm. that was such a big example of. The intolerance yes. in that. In yes, that and that happened so recently. It's not even like in the 1940s or something where it was more of a cultural norm to be against mm. it. You know, I've had horrible experiences in America with things like being a foreigner, being gay. You know, um, I was in a restaurant working and this guy straight up asked me, are you gay? Because I don't want a gay waiter. And then the restaurant manager came and apologized to the client. Like... Sorry for the inconvenience. God, I'll get you another straight waiter. Yes, and gave him his meal for free. But that's that's becoming all like legal in in the US now. Oh, yes. Where I was living, it wasn't illegal for someone to fire you if you were gay or trans or anything like that. It's completely within their rights Mm. as a business owner, Mm. which is what I missed about Cape Town. Because in Cape Town, if that same thing had happened, the restaurant owner would have walked up to him and be like, can you please leave my restaurant? Like, that would have been the norm, and everybody else would have applauded that when America has not. But, I mean, it's interesting how something like that could turn around, because America was always like the shining beacon of, you know, gay rights, and, and always at the forefront, and we're always emulating mm. them, and, and it's completely turned around. Yes. Um, and it could happen here, too. I mean, that's obviously one of the... That's why it's so out. important for us to be vigilant when anyone's rights are being infringed upon or threatened... Because it's such a slippery slope. And like you said, like, every, like take Donald Trump. Everyone thought it was a joke when he ran for president and he actually became president, you know? I mean... Well, it was the man in, in the UK as well, Boris Johnson. I mean, yes. He's even people, worse of a joke. Yeah, people laughed about it and then it actually did happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's very important for us to be, especially young people, to be involved and know what's going on in their local and national governments mm-hmm. and stand up for what they believe. Which is something I feel like South Africans are and do. So that's something we can be proud of. Yeah, I think there are people that, that really keep watch also and, and mm. our prides also, as much yes. as there are celebrations, there are also ways of going, look, we're still here, we're very queer. Yes. And, and we're not going anywhere, so deal yes. with it. It was after living in America, I realized how progressive we were as a country, especially as a city in Cape Town. Mm. One of the most progressive and tolerant places I've ever been to. Mm. And I didn't know that until I left. Because when you, when you come from here, yeah, you take it for granted and it's normal. Mm-hmm. And then you go step outside and you're like, oh, wow. And like living in America, you start to think about stuff. Oh, maybe I should not wear this or wear nail polish or anything because I might get beaten to death in a parking lot. Which is South Africa 30 years ago. Yes. And it's America mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Isn't that completely bonkers? <laughs> so so gay life, nightlife and all that sort of stuff. Obviously in the cities, again, yeah. that would be a lot. In, in places like, again, Los Angeles and stuff, it's thriving. I mean, West Hollywood is known as the gay suburb mm. in Los Angeles. And, you know, there it's not a big deal, much as in Cape Town. But other places, no. 
like where I lived and stuff, I didn't, wasn't aware of any gay bars. If there is one, it's like quite dingy and you don't really want to go there, <laughs> you know? But yeah, the nightlife scene was pretty dead and depressing. Well, that sounds like any South African small town, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know? that, yeah that, that's kind of the vibe you get in America, is that <laughs> South African small town yeah. with a lot more meth heads than <laughs> what we have in our small towns. <laughs> well, that might be debatable because there's a lot of drugs in uh, specifically our community, but in our country as well. I mean, uh, yeah, no, small the, towns that have become like the big hubs mm -hmm. for, for drug transportation. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I, I just think the strangest thing for me was, you know, in South Africa, if you go to a place like Napier or whatever, it's these really pretty small towns and it seems very wholesome. Mm. America, the small towns seem like one big gas station. Like very kind of industrial, like almost and dilapidated and, you know, people will smile at you and you just see teeth missing because they've crumbled from meth use. And all the 7-Up or whatever. Yeah, oh my so God. Liters liters I lost so much weight living in America because the food is so horrible. Like <laughs> you just start, you just like skip meals and stuff because yeah. it's not worth forcing oh. that into you. <laughs> Well, careful how you slate the Americans, you know, they still want them to buy you. Uh, no, like, like no, no hatred, no hatred towards Americans. Um, but I will say like the small town places, these are all facts, like you mm. can Google them. But yeah, places in America that I adored was Los Angeles mm. and Chicago. How long were you there for? Two years. Okay. Yes. And the reason for your being there? I, my father still lives there. Okay. So I decided, you know, in 2017, I need like a change of scenery and all of that. And I went and soon I started working with a local uh, record label there where I was living. And it was such a good experience for me because that's where I really learned how the industry works, mm -hmm. how to produce a song that's commercially successful, mm -hmm. how to write for a particular audience, you know. Okay. Um, whereas before that, I didn't, I was kind of dilly dabbling in everything and didn't really have a clear direction, mm -hmm. you know. Well, we're going to cover all of that ground in a moment, as well as uh, talking about Cape Town specifically and, and uh, the queer scene here and the music scene here, because, I mean, uh, one would think that there'd be lots of live music all over. And, um, well, that was the question I was going to ask you, and I'll ask you in just a moment, in fact. Um, so let's uh, break for some music and then uh, some more here from Cape Town. I'm Hendrik for Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Keep listening to Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. I'm Hendrik. I'm here with Charlie Boyd. And we're chatting about, um, well, we were chatting about America and, and how it compares to South Africa. Um, you, were, you were saying that, that Cape Town is a very progressive city. Is it, is it a, a city that has a lot of live music in it? Yes. Um, one thing that I love about Cape Town is that any day of the week, any week of the year, you can open up like Facebook or something and you will see just not, maybe not hundreds, but tens and of tens of events, scores, scores yes, yeah. scores of events happening, you know, from like Fishhook to the city center to Musenberg everywhere, you know, just events happening like live music shows or markets or something like it really is a city where you can't actually ever say, Ugh, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Because it's always something. Although the Capetonians all go, oh, let's first see what the weather's like before we even make a decision about whether we're going Yeah, that is, that is the worst. <laughs> Especially when you go out clubbing and you're like, I don't know what to wear because it might be raining and storming outside, but it's going to be so hot inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, clubbing scene. Is there a big clubbing scene in, in Cape Town? A massive, yeah. I think. I mean, again, you can go out every single Saturday 
every week and clubs would be thriving, you know, and we have so many clubs and, but a lot of them are so like under publicized that you never knew, Oh, that's a club. And you go in there and it's amazing. You know, all the lights and people and yeah. So, we have a so big scene. With, with all the integration that's certainly happening in this country and we're seeing this worldwide with gay venues closing down, is mm-hmm. there still a need for a venue to cater specifically for LGBTQ? I really do think so. Yeah. You know, my second dream would be to own a gay club, <laughs> but I think it is because sometimes what's challenging if you go out to a, a, you know, your standard club that doesn't specifically cater for the gay community is you do, f- you feel a bit more, a bit more like, I don't want to say on your place, but a bit more aware of that. Okay. Not everyone's gay here. So I can't just go up to someone and stop flirting with that person. Cause it might be taken the wrong way. When a gay club, you know, everyone who's there is gay, you know? So you feel a bit more at ease with yourself and you get to be yourself a bit more. So I really do think that gay clubs might, specific ones might come and go, but there will always be mm. gay clubs, especially in Cape Town. And your favorite one being down the road in Greenpoint there, of course. So, uh, so Pink you, Panther, yeah, the yes. <laughs> yeah. So has being exposed to all the club music obviously had an influence on where you would like your music career to go, or is this um, just a phase? Not really. And we'll get into the song later and, and why I'm saying that. Most I've always been a fan of very dancey music, mm-hmm. even since a kid, you know. What's I'm, your favorite dance track? Favorite? Oh, okay, so this one's really old, oh. but it was the first dance song that I've ever liked. And it would be Poker Face for Lady Gaga. Oh, oh okay. Remember when that came out yeah, when I was like 10 years old? Oh. I loved it. Wow. <laughs> so I've always had a bit of an affinity for for that. So was it on one of your YouTube videos that you call yourself a love child between Lady Gaga and somebody? Oh no, that was <laughs> an article written by, oh. um, originally written by KZK Radio. Okay. Um, they're an old publication in Santa Monica in California. Okay. And they did that little sum up. Yeah. Okay. And I liked it so much, I actually used it yes, as but it's a, Between who now, Lady Gaga? And, and David Bowie. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. No, I can see that, actually. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's a massive compliment to me. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about the music in just a moment. Um, I think we, we're going to take a break now and listen to Lady Gaga, if we can. Mm. And see if people can put it on the playlist for us here right now. Uh, I'm Hendrik for Gaze Radio, where you are family. Just north of the fast-paced business world of Sandton, Johannesburg, lies the Indaba Hotel, Spa and Conference Centre, nestled beneath the vista of the magnificent Mahalisberg Mountains. Searching for the perfect gift but don't want the hassle of hitting the malls? Moana Spa Pamper Vouchers are now available online. Visit moanaspa.co.za for more info or to purchase your voucher. Quick, easy and convenient. Why not treat yourself or your better half to a Moana online pamper voucher? The perfect to me from me gift. Yeah, it's already with your family. I'm Hendrik here in Cape Town uh, chatting to Charlie Void. We're talking about clubbing in Cape Town and how fabulous a place it is. So building a music career in this town, if you say there's so many opportunities, should be somewhat easier than somewhere else? Or? You'd think that. <laughs> I think building a, living in America, building a music career happens a lot faster because the market is so much bigger. It's, it's the machinery there. Oh, yes. It's a, the music industry in the United States, it is a beast. Whereas here, it's not. And one thing, and I've said this before in interviews and I stand by it, is that South Africans, especially the South African music industry, is not very welcoming or accommodating to newcomers, especially if you are a South African. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, because? 
I don't, I, I really don't know. Is it because the market is so small and the competition is kind of... It might be, but I also think it comes from a point of, let's say hypothetically speaking, let's say one of my songs, it blows up in the UK, for instance, right? Then South African publication stuff would be more than happy to have you because mm-hmm. you've made it overseas. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it here, it's almost like you had need to be really successful before they'd even consider it. So that's what's strange about the industry here is that it's clicky and elitist. Oh, it's controlled by a few people. Controlled by the same people. Same, and the same, and kind of same crowd. And sort of yeah, and what because it's so smaller, for instance, they are, they are like two PR companies. Mm. Whereas in America, there will be hundreds of thousands, if not more. So, and in America, for instance, you can be a country singer and be unknown to the majority of people and live in a $20 million house in Tennessee and really live the life. Whereas here you can be known to almost every single person and still scrape by not, a living. Not the balls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you had some opportunities to perform at some of these? Um, yes, I actually have. Um, well, not one at, at any live venues. And the reason I've been holding off on that is because I only have the one song out right oh, now. Yeah. I would like to pick up again doing live venues and stuff in January. So have like a little bit more of a repertoire. Because now my, my option is I can do my song Just Dance and then I have to do covers, which I don't like doing because mm. I'd rather sing my own stuff. But I recently did a live performance of Just Dance on Cape Town TV uh, last week Friday, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm about to gear down a bit from the press and stuff and get back into work um, on two new singles. Because there's that balance also between promoting things and also working on Yes, music. yes. And it's a really tough balance to find. Because when you're promoting, you're not creating new things. And when you're creating new things, you're not promoting. So you don't want to overdo either side. Because if you focus too much on creating new things, people kind of lose interest and you don't give enough uh, time to letting, like Just Dance, for instance, live its best life. For but I mean, ultimately, being a musician is a business. No? You're in this to make money and you have yes. to apply some business principles to it. So. Are you seeing this as a full-time career or? I'm, this... I'm hoping, I was actually having this discussion the other day with uh, my mom. <laughs> I was saying, you know, it's a hobby and whatever. And she was like, no, it's a business, you know? And I was telling her, you know, but I'm not making like any money. And she would told me, well, when I started my business 10 years ago, I made no money for almost two years. And then it kind of like hit me. I was like, okay, this is true. I am pouring in a lot of money and not making it back yet, mm-hmm. but it is a business and I, I do everything away. Like I apply the management principles that I was taught in university. So, okay, we're going to talk about the song uh, in just a moment and uh, how all that came about and um, also listen to it uh, quite soon. So uh, please don't go anywhere. Uh, in fact, turn your computer's volume a little bit louder there or put your cell phone louder and uh, listen to some great music right here on Gay Essay Radio where you are family. Gay Essay Radio is an online radio station and we stream through the internet. And many people say, but what about my data? Well, it only takes 30 megabytes per hour to listen to Gay Essay Radio. Now compare that to YouTube or Facebook and you will know Gay Essay Radio is affordable. Gay Essay Radio, where you are family. Gays already with you are family. I'm Hendrik in Cape Town with Charlie Void. Uh, we're talking about all sorts of things, including music. Hey? Yes. So you were saying earlier that it's, it's so hard to get into the industry, but there seems to be a whole new, it's kind of an emerging genre called LGBT music. 
Mm-hmm. There's a whole genre emerging of a whole range of artists that uh, identify as queer somewhere and are making it big. I mean, Nakane is doing very well. There are several examples. Uh, mm-hmm. So many. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that that might be something that one could develop more as a way of getting into the market, of doing something kind of separate but parallel, going, okay, well, let's do the queer thing then and hit it that way? I think that for a lot of artists out there, it is a way for them to get into the industry as a whole. And it is a nice approach because what's so lovely about the LGBT community is how embracing we are of new things, like very susceptible to new music. Even people like Madonna, Lady Gaga, broke amongst the gay community before hitting the, oh, the mass bed midler, I mean, you know, before hitting yeah. the, the mass commercial market. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people do take that route. And then you do get people who go in there and they and they stay there because that's how their career works for them and they identify more with that. So I mean to each their own. I always said I would be more than happy if the LGBT community just likes my music. Mm. That's actually all I want out of it. And if it goes further than that, wonderful. Mm. But to me, it's not like, I don't see it as a stepping stone. Mm. If I always say, jokingly, if I've had a few drinks, I'm like, if the gays love it, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about the song. How did it, how did it come about? Quite ironic, actually, because this is a dance song. Mm. Um, I was still living in America. It was Christmas Eve, actually, last year. And we had a terrible snowstorm. And... I was sitting on my bed and I was like, you know what? I so wanted to be in Cape Town right now because the weather's warm, go to the beach and do all these fun things. Wind's blowing. Wind's blowing. <laughs> um, and then I just had this little, like, that riff you hear in Just Dance. It just kind of, like, started playing in my head and I sat by the piano and I started playing it a few times and it sounded very, like, sloppy because I was figuring out what to do. But I got it eventually and I was like, oh, my gosh. Just Dance, Just Dance. And then when I started writing, it made me just, I wrote about how much, it's actually about how much I miss the club scene and how you just want to just dance and not worry about anything. Because even like when you go through like a tough time, when you just go out, you just want to like just dance and have fun and not think about all the worries that you that you have during the week. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about. It's, mm. it's a very simplistic meaning. There's not a lot of deep meaning to it. It was just actually my like longing for Cape Town and to just dance. And and uh, recording and producing it was that one of those bedroom efforts, or you go to all the, no, the whole I, hog with a no, I, the studio. When I do something, I either do it right or I leave it. So I saved up for months, <laughs> and I was going to record in America, and then I abruptly decided to return, and so I put everything on hold, and then I got back here. And I already had arranged with the studio before I even ar- arrived in Cape Town. So I was here for probably like two weeks and then I started recording Just Dance in a studio called Kosher Studios in uh, Uraniazicht. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job. They got it. And I'm always so nervous when I work with new people because everyone will always tell you, yeah, no, we can do it. Don't worry. And you get there and it's like, oh, we can't do this. We can't mm-hmm. do that. We can't do this. And then you're sitting there like, I already paid these people. So I need to make it work now. So musicians and, and just you or... I was banned, how do you Oh, well, with, with Just Dance specifically, because it's a very like electronic synth pop song, mm-hmm. we did that with a drum pad, a keyboard, and a mic. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's amazing what you could do with so few tools these days, yeah, and a proper computer with the right software. Yes, but you know what's funny, right? So in America, I worked with this band called The Well Pennies, and they're quite known mm-hmm. amongst the folk pop uh, genre. 
And I was working with him in their studio. And before we started working, this woman, Sarah, who was a very good friend of mine, she's the, one of the leads in the band, she told me, oh, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Did you like dance pop? It's so easy. And when we started working, she, she looked at me and she was like, you know what? This is actually a lot of work. <laughs> like we're using like two instruments, but this is the most work I've ever done. <laughs> and they've like recorded with full orchestras and stuff. Because that's, that's the thing. You've got to program that thing before the time. And that, yes. and once you've done that and you just press the button, off you go. And yeah. You know, it's, it's finding the exact sound you're looking for. And it's actually us sitting there with 12,000 presets going through, do you like this beep? I'm like, no, this one, this one, this one. So that's frustrating because mm. eventually everything sounds the same too. <laughs> The joys of of recording and yeah. making it work in the end. Yeah. I think you did a very good job, though. Thank it. you. Yeah. It was a long process. How long did it take from, from um, when you wrote it to when it was... Okay, well, I wrote it in December, but I only started recording in May. Mm -hmm. And then we were done in August. Okay. But it wasn't... There was long gaps between mm -hmm. recording sessions. We probably did like three or four recording sessions and production sessions. So I would say about three, four days it took me. But what happened was... I went in and I sang and my voice was incredibly damaged because I hadn't worked with a vocal coach in a year. Mm. So then I took off for two months and be like, saw someone to help me get everything back together. My voice actually only now started to really rehabilitate, but I saw someone to just like, listen, can you just get me ready so I can finish this bloody song? <laughs> like I need to get it done now. <laughs> cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, what it takes to, to follow this up now and, and do something more. Uh, there's a nice yes. challenge coming up. Uh, and uh, your plans around that, that's all coming up right here on Gays Radio with your family. But right now we're going to listen uh, to Charlie Boyd's song. It's called Just Dance. Do you want to meet the person who can introduce you to your next client? Net Your Niche is an online networking platform that reduces the time, money, and effort of traditional marketing and allows you to focus on what truly matters. Meeting someone who can refer you to the exact person you're looking for. No more calling secretaries and being put on hold. Sign up today at a 20% discount and make sure you don't miss out on meeting new clients any longer. Visit us on NYN. Dot co dot ZA or call us on zero one two nine four seven nine five double nine. Okay, so ready with your family. I'm Hendrik, and I'm here in Cape Town with Charlie Boyd. We've been chatting about all sorts of things, including music and his new track. It's called Just Dance. Uh, and of course, you will find it on our website. Um, of course, what we do now, Charlie, is mm -hmm. Gay Radio supports LGBTQ plus artists, and we only play LGBTQ plus artists and icons. As, as you should. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we are um, really keen to um, also help promote you, and uh, thank you. we're going to make a website page for you and put all your stuff on there. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And all that stuff. Our website is being redesigned in December, so we're doing a lot of backlog. <sighs> Uh, to expand it and, and make it really go after the, the LGBT artist mm -hmm. as well. You've got the song. Mm -hmm. uh, you need more songs. Are you writing more songs? Are you making an a, a EP, an album, uh, something? Not to brag, but I have a, a back catalogue of like 73 songs okay. to choose from. I write a lot, you know. I'm very fortunate. I might not be a lot of things. I might not be the best singer or the best musician. But one thing that I know I can do is I can pull a song together. And I do that quite often. But... I have an EP in mind, but it's not something I could see myself doing in the next 
three months. Mm-hmm. Next year, sure. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would rather have the songs I have selected to release over the next six months to have their own little moment in the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've selected about 10 songs that are definitely going to be recorded soon in the next year. Mm-hmm. And now she's deciding out of those 10, who gets their moment in the sun, who ends up on the EP. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is quite challenging to follow up because you don't want people to think, oh, this sounds like the last one. But you also don't want to go so far off track. People are like, oh, I like the last one, but this is, I hate this. This is too different. What did you learn in, in this first experience that will make it better for you or make it different for you? Because it was such a new experience for me, I've, because I've never released any mm. body of work. I've worked in a studio and all of that, but I've never really worked towards, okay, this is going to be released soon. I learned, the coach who I started seeing, we got very close, and so she, when I go into record, she goes with me as like an advisor of some sorts. And she made me realize, um, she told me, be a control freak because you actually have good sensibility. Because what I would do is, if a producer tells me, oh, don't do this, I'd be like, okay, they probably know more than me, so let me just shut up and do what they say. But with this experience, I was very headstrong. And even if they tell me, they would tell me like, this is not gonna work, and I'm like, just please do it. And then they do it, and they sit back in their chair and like, oh, okay, this actually does sound cool. So I've learned to be a control freak and just like, yes, do exactly what I say and don't deviate from the plan. So, uh, do you know the music of Dusty Springfield? That sounds very familiar, but I'm... Um, she was early 60s, 60s. Oh, uh, then I do. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, father was a preacher name, what was that song? She, in one album, got so demanding that she recorded it word for word, in note for note. Wow. Like, oh, if you listen to that, you kind of think she just did one note at a time. Well, I'll, I'm going to go look it up. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah. She was apparently... Horrendous to work with. But, you know, that, that, that's the, even... so perfectionist. Even the people that I've worked with, at some point I can see people getting annoyed with me because I fixate on things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Then they're like, it sounds fine. And I'm like, it needs to sound perfect. It doesn't need to sound fine. Now, isn't that what a producer should be doing for you? And going, okay, I'm, that's it. That's where we start. Mm, or... Yeah, but I mean, I feel like a lot of people have different perceptions of what is fine and what's not. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll tell you one thing, though. When I did Just Dance, the people that I did work with, I could tell that they did not expect that song to do well, didn't expect to get any press. And now I feel like I've garnered a bit more respect from a lot of people, knowing that, okay, you know, I... Or I think maybe just people assumed that I'm just another, like, kid, you know. Big mouth, yeah. Who's big mouth, who's going to record a song that's nothing's ever going to happen, which is going to end up on SoundCloud or something. And, you know, Just Dance has actually done pretty well. Went number one on a top 30 DJ chart. So now I feel like I have a bit more credibility to mm. be like, listen to me, please do this, yes. please do that. But that also means that you would have to grow and develop in the process so that oh, you yes. can deepen your, your, your artistic... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm always... That's why I'm very, I'm very receptive to trying new genres or something. Because even... If I'll hear a song and it's not what I really do, there might be like one little thing and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. That might work. Mm-hmm. So if I, I never press shuffle on my phone when I'm driving with other people in the car because it would go from Poker Face with Lady Gaga to Edith Piaf oh, to Bob Marley. <laughs> like it really jumps around. <laughs> we are going to chat some more in just a moment. Uh, we're going to take a little break. And um, please listen to the music. It's coming up right here because you are listening to Gay It's a Radio where you are family. In years gone by, we used to have portable radios. 
These days we have smartphones and you can listen to Gay SA Radio by downloading the app from the iTunes Store, from Google Play or the BlackBerry App World. Okay, so ready we are, and um, Hendrik here in Cape Town with Charlie Boyd, and we're chatting about uh, starting up a music career. It seems like a lot of effort, eh? oh, a lot of work yeah. required. Uh, you know that it is, but I suppose if whether you do music or you start, I don't know, sewing handmade cushions, <laughs> you know, it takes a long time for mm. you to build up a client base, to build respect, and all of that. So. I think maybe sometimes people look at the arts as like, oh, it's too much effort, it's too saturated. But I mean, go open up a coffee shop. How long is it going to take you for people to actually come in and mm-hmm. and come again? And yeah. so it's it's it, this. It takes long for a business to to start any like, business. Are you are you doing this full time or is this still a hobby for you? Full time. Yeah. I am. I am studying as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am under management by Pulse Models in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music would be the main thing, and I do a lot of like side jobs as well to pay for everything because parents will not pay for something like music; they will pay for studies, and that's it. Mm. Um, furthermore, mm. like no allowance, none of that. I'm quite proud of how far I've come with just dance because I had to do everything out of my own pocket and then really grind to get there. So, I mean, recording an album or taking ten songs—I mean, mm. that would take considerable kind of. Mm-hmm. resources from the side to that's, if you're going to do it on your own yes. not have a, a company or somebody behind that's you. why I'm doing it I take it one song at a time mm-hmm. if it takes me two months to do it it takes me two months to do it like I'm not gonna put myself in an unfortunate position financially speaking or or rush to get anything done mm-hmm. I'd rather spend two months or three months on a song and be like you know what this is the best I can make it mm-hmm. instead of just dumping 10 songs that are yeah. all of okay quality. Somewhere it's okay and sounds a bit rushed. Yeah. You know, no. finished. yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, people on your journey with you. Oh, yes. Um, you know, thank God for my friends. I have some friends that have supported me since high school, even in the days when even I was like, I can't do this, you know, and they're like, yes, you can. Like my best friend, Claudia, who always says she wishes she was a man so, she, so that she can be a drag queen. <laughs> Loves like drag race and all of that. Um, but yeah, she, to this day, you know, if I release something, like we always joke, if you, if you put one of my songs on an old like record and you play it backwards, you hear her going, yeah. <laughs> she also, if it went for her, I mean, yeah, and my little sister who, naively asked me the other day, dead serious, she's like, Charlie, have you ever worked with Madonna? And I was like, I'm not that famous (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was like, no, I haven't. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Very disappointed. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Okay. Charlie, we're going to chat a little bit uh, about some of your favorite things coming up in just a few moments. So, um, favorite TV show, favorite movie, Favorite song? Oh, great. Uh, well, you said your favorite song, Lady Gaga. Uh, favorite book, perhaps? So, mm-hmm. I'll give you two seconds to think about that. Okay. So, we play some music. I'm Henry Careful Gay, so, Radio, we, you are family. Hello, darlings. This is your Queen of the Skies, Kathy Specific, here. For the first time in history, an all gay vacation hits the shores of Africa. Proudly brought to you by Afri Gay. Join myself and the seductively saucy trolley dollies as we take you to the beautiful island of Mauritius to experience magnificent sun, sea and surf, a few decadent parties and the chance to make fabulous friends from all over the world. 
This unique event will be hosted by South Africa's aviation goddesses and your tantalizingly tempting poster girls for travel. For more information, buckle up, bitches, and book your spot at gsaradio.co.za. Okay, so here we are, family here in Cape Town with Charlie Boyd. Charlie, your favorite TV series? Favorite TV oh, series would be The Crown. Okay. Yeah, I really love that. I'm actually re-watching it in anticipation for um, season three that's mm-hmm. releasing like on the 17th of November. Okay. I even have it on my calendar, so I don't forget. Do you binge watch these things? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I also like crude stuff, like um, Family Guy, <laughs> South Park. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah. like the crude stuff. Favorite movie? Favorite movie, um, I guess, I like historical stuff. So I really like Marie Antoinette, but haven't seen that in a long time. Other than that, um, Woman in Gold is also a really good movie. And oh, that's about the painting, isn't it? Yes, yeah, about the, the, the Klimt. The Klimt, yes. Yeah, that, was a, that was an interesting story. It was a, hard, a real story. It's a real story. It was yeah. a heart-wrenching one. Yeah. You know, because I feel like a lot of the times when we look at like historical events, whether it be the Holocaust, apartheid, whatever, we often forget that the people involved are actual humans with families and feelings and, you know, yeah. we're very removed from it and start just seeing figures and facts and numbers. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. Mm. Um, you a reader? I mean, you know what? It, I like to read, but it takes a lot for me to get into a book. Mm. Like, that's right. If I buy a book, I'll read it. And the moment I put it down to go get coffee, I'll never pick it up again. Okay. So a book really needs to keep my attention. So the last book I read was Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay, yeah. I've yeah. not read that. I've seen the movie. But, mm. yeah. It's very similar to the yeah, movie. Yeah, so. apparently, yeah. Very. Yeah. Like page for page. But there was a, there's a big peach scene or something that's yeah. not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd love to see that. Really <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> um, do you watch any uh, LGBT-themed movies or... Um, yes, I'm trying to think now what I've recently watched. I think Call Me By Your Name. Um, this is LGBT series called Pose on Netflix oh, yes, that I'm also watching right now. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but I really like wish I could watch more TV. Like I don't really have, mm. I'm always too tired. Okay. Like I work, 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 and then I get in bed and I spend all the time on TikTok. And then I get sleep. <laughs> What's his TikTok? I downloaded it as a joke, and now it's become a full-fledged addiction. Oh, God, don't let me download anything. What is TikTok? It's like, do you remember Vine? Not a clue. Oh, okay. It's like people make, like, short little funny videos. Oh. But it's so, like... like you put your own little voiceover on it and... Stuff like that. Or you make your own, like, skits and stuff stuff like that. So it gets really addictive because it's funny. A lot of South Africans do it. So, like, it would be, like, one guy being, like, oh, types of South African moms, and he'll do his impressions. And as soon as the one video is done, the next one comes up. So you literally like binge on it for hours. Are you big on Facebook? Yes, I love Facebook. I'm like probably one of the only people my age who still like Facebook. I was going to say, it's mm. not, not no, I often love, meeting a young person on Facebook. I love it. <laughs> what is it? The G somebody. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still Facebook, I don't Yes, uh, so is WhatsApp. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to your contact details in just a moment and how people can reach you and mm-hmm. book you and whatever. Well, you said you're not going to perform now for a while, but... Um, I'm open to offers. Oh, well, there we go. Anyway, that's all coming up in just a moment um, as we conclude our chat here with Charlie Boyd. Yeah, in Cape Town. I'm Hendrik for Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Keep streaming Gay SA Radio, where you are family. 
Yes, really. We are found down Hendrick here in Cape Town. Um, the wind has at least uh, died down, Charlie. It was blowing up a mm, storm. Yeah. It's like midwinter again in, all, in October. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I hate it because yes. I never know what to wear. Like you go out in shorts and then it starts snowing. Oh, outside. You have a backpack for everywhere you go with four sets of clothing. Yeah, that's why I have like two seasons. bags in my car because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How do people get hold of you if they uh, want to chat? Um, well, my Facebook page, if you just search Charlie Void Music or just Charlie Void, you'll find my Facebook page. I'm very responsive. And Instagram is charlievoid underscore official. So those are the two best places to reach me. And if you go to my Instagram page, you'll find the email link as well. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to DM, but mm-hmm. that would be the best place to reach me. And while well, you say you, you, you would be open to performing. If, if somebody yeah, I mean, to... it depends on the, like, it really does depend yeah. whether it's like a private performance or something like at a party or something that I would totally do because mm-hmm. I can do a short set mm-hmm. or if it's maybe just performing with other people in a live venue, mm-hmm. I do it. But when I said I'm not looking to perform right now, I couldn't like be on stage yeah, for 30 like minutes, whole, yeah, you know, like, like no, no, not yet, no, not yet. Um, okay, and then um, what are your plans for the rest of the day? I'm going to a wine tasting now. Oh, well, that's the joy of Cape Town. Back to <laughs> going to Stalinbosch, yes. <sighs> I've never been on one of those. Neither have I. Yeah. It's my first one. Okay. Mm. It's a lot of spitting, apparently. I, yeah, it kind, of sounds like, kind of sounds like going to a nightclub. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've never, I've never done that. Mm. Although my grandfather was a winemaker. Okay. I, I guess it's one of those things, if you grow up around wine, then you don't really have like the gratitude for wine. Yeah, well, it's probably a really experience. Yes. You, you so. know you liked it when it's no longer there. Yeah, I mean, that's, what we've, that's actually the, the theme of this entire conversation so far, so far. <laughs> how you don't know what you have until you don't have it. Yes, and then, you know, you make a plan. Mm-hmm. So it's been fantastic chatting with you. Thank here, you for having me. Uh, on this beautiful day. Um, and uh, very good luck to you. I yeah, certainly want to do a follow-up when... Um, yes, of course. Um, hmm. I'll pre-release yes, my exclusively <laughs> first ever. I really will. Yes. I mean, I plan on releasing my next single um, end of November, first week of December. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Just in time for Christmas. People can yes. download it and buy it off where all yeah. the Please help me buy my Christmas presents. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we should do some crowdfunding for you for the rest of the, the songs. So you can do all of it in the can. Oh, yes, that would be lovely. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Charlie Void, that is uh, our featured artist, and they'll be our featured artist of the week quite soon, so please check on our Facebook page. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you can also uh, soon, very soon, on our new redesigned website, which is coming in December. We're going to work a lot on that, so soon we are going to have pages for all our local LGBTQ plus artists, and uh, do a lot more in terms of promoting this genre of music, and that's... Uh, Something we're very passionate about here at Gates Radio. Plans also to have a musical awards of sorts coming That'd be so cool. Because yeah, we so don't we have like a category for LGBT yeah, artists um, really. No. So Which is they may do our own thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's some of the plans we have. Uh, don't let's get the cats out of the bag too early. But um, uh, we certainly want to promote um, only LGBTQ plus artists and of course the allies and icons. So that's the kind of music we play here on Gay SRA with your family. I'm going to take a break now and uh, hand you over and uh, you can enjoy the rest of your day. I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Uh, until we do, have a great time. I'm Andrew here for Gay SRA Radio where you are family.